It's Ryan Grant, Green Bay Packers, and I'd like to introduce the Acme Packers podcast. I am very excited. I absolutely love the <laughs> Yes, sir. With Packer People 12 and Big B. Big B, nice to meet you, Big B. Social media fans, if they traded up to get Jordan Love. Carry the G. Packers legendary quarterback, Brett Hundley. MySpace and the Cheesehead TV comment. Okay, that, that's just stupid. It's going to be awesome. Your names are awesome, so everything else is good to go. But let's, uh, let's have fun talking about Packers stuff. Go Pack, go. What is going on, everybody? It's Pack People 12. As always, joined my, by my co-host, Big B. What is up? And today we have my special guest. We are talking to our Brett Favre survivor, my brother Dave. How are you doing today? What is going on? Not much. Just carrying the G like always, of course. Let's get into it. How the hell are you guys doing? Love the energy. Energy <laughs> up, baby. Yes, we're, we're doing good. We obviously, the Brett Favre, the 90s episode of Legacy came out tonight. Let's first off, how old are you, Dave? If, and if you want to throw your social security number in there, that would be great. Yeah, you know, put the address <laughs> and everything. So I am 28. So I was born in 92 when Brett mm-hmm. Favre took over. So I know nothing um, but Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers. And yeah. now possibly Jordan Love. We'll see. So 28, there's quite the comparison. Me and Big B, we were born same year Rodgers was drafted. You're, like, we have no idea. It's quite a little bit different though because we we saw kind of saw the start of Rogers' career. No, you're a, a little young. You have no idea what the foot NFL is. How old were you when you realized that Brett Favre was a really good quarterback and not just like any other? Uh, the first memory I have is the Super Bowl in '96. I was young, but I remember kind of watching it and what was going on um, and where we were at watching it at the neighbor's house on this awesome television you know like a 20 inch big old box tv i mean i can only remember from 45 rogers pass to jordy and maybe that uh nick collins interception what was they talked about how just that coaching staff they had with john gruden um andy reed and steve mariucci what was the talk like if you can remember because there's so much talk today like sean McVay's coaching staff and the patriots their assistant coaches are so highly valued to become a head coach. What was the talk like? Yeah, I think it's funny too. Uh, you know, the McVay gets all this credit today because he went to one Super Bowl, right? It's like, look at, you know, they don't really compare it to Holmgren and the staff they put together. I mean, look at the names on there, not just Hall of Fame coaches, but then people forget too, you know, Ted Thompson worked for the Packers in 92 as a scout. You know, he grew up mm-hmm. that way. Brian Gutekinds worked under Thompson for years. So it's just, it's all part of still the same family, which is really cool. Yeah. And, uh, today, you'll never get a staff like that again with how much how social media is and how popular these guys get. But I think you had Steve Mariucci, John Gruden, Andy Reid, and all under Holmgren. And then, of course, you're throwing Brett Favre. Yeah. Unbelievable staff. I love the story on how Wolf uh, noticed Favre, just the idea of finding a second round quarterback and being so in love with him is wouldn't be today. There, there's just so much value in those top ten pick quarterbacks. You can't run a franchise without them. Yeah, and how about moving and trading a pick, a first round pick? I mean, can you imagine if Gudikins <laughs> did that today? They wanted to burn yeah. down when he moved up two spots or four spots to take <laughs> love. I mean, yeah, trade up for. Uh, third string quarterback I mean he was kind of the backup he was really the third string quarterback in Atlanta and about to be cut Mm -hmm. 
that second year when they really didn't go into that much detail, but um, he was basically like they did mention, I mean, far, basically he drank beer and ate hot wings and, and he partied and, and he was, you know, he was addicted to pain kills, mm-hmm. uh, painkillers. So he was just a partier and like, it's like, what the hell are the Packers doing yeah. in the first round pick? And rookie contracts uh, were much different than right. Yeah, Until how about Reggie Bradford. White's uh, contract? Four years, seventeen million. What a, what a steal today! Yeah, right? that's that's even less than a rookie contract today. <laughs> you weren't alive for Far's first game or the signing of Reggie White, but did Dad have any stories of uh, when Far first came in? Yeah, uh, just you know, typical Dad. I don't think he could watch him then, but he basically. I mean, he, everybody was really high on. Uh, Magic Man, you know, he was solid quarterback. He went to the Pro Bowl the year before um, he got hurt there. So it's just unbelievable the, the him, Favre, coming in and never, never, never looking back. And, I mean, Favre even said it. He knew how he got his job. He wasn't stupid, mm-hmm. right? He understood it was because of the injury. And if he ever came out of a game, Favre knew that would be it, and he wouldn't go back. So uh, unbelievable play. And, I mean, he – Played so many – they didn't really go into a lot of his career, but, I mean, I know when the one year he played, he broke his thumb on his throwing hand, and he played with a, a split on it the whole year. It's like if you ever just, you know, bruise or jam your finger, I mean, then trying to grip it and throw, it's unbelievable. Yeah. <laughs> Talking about Reggie White now, would it be fair to compare his impact and just his impact as Darius Smith? Yeah, I think times 100, though, right? Reggie was so much more impactful mm-hmm. than – I mean, yeah, I think they added two Smiths, you know, with Z and Preston. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, for, for your generation, for sure, the same type of thing. But the crazy thing with Reggie was free a- agency was so new back then, and that mm-hmm. wasn't a thing. And it's crazy to think – I mean, it really wasn't that long ago, but it was, and free agency wasn't that, like, a big thing. Yeah, um, but Reggie's impact. Reggie was a, a monster, and then they didn't talk about it much in Legacy. But you know, they had Gilbert Brown in there with them after a couple of years. You know, they had the defense was solid, and to have Reggie in there, it was just huge. Uh, what he did for the community too, and I think for the city was in the franchise unbelievable. Yeah, he because Zadarius he's coming into a winning a winning team. Sure, Reggie's, the history wasn't there yet when Reggie came, right? Besides, yeah, Lombardi, he had to create that second wave. What I found crazy about Favre is that what the what, really only one singular play they focused on was his touchdown pass in the playoffs against the Lions, and just gave an idea what Favre was really like. Yeah, you watch the clips. I mean, they don't seem real. I mean, when they look at when they show the video when he releases it, you're like, well, there's no way nobody's going to be there. And they're all boom, right on the money every time. Yeah. Barb was crazy like that. And I think Nagler had talked about this too before, you know, that Rodgers will say he doesn't care about the stats. He cares. Barb <laughs> truly did it. Barb did not care. He was having fun out there and he'd throw seven interceptions and throw nine touchdowns in one game. You know, he just went out there. He, d- he didn't care about the stats. He just let it loose, which was cool. Bob Harlan and Ron Wolf just, along with Reggie White and Farr, just saved the team so many times in the documentary, especially in the earlier years where there was, it's unbelievable that they're still here, and it's they're the only, they're the only team in any professional sport that is in a huge city. It just the the history of the team was insane. 
Oh, yeah, for sure. I think it's a big reason a lot of people are such a big fan. I mean, it's the reason we're fans, right? Uh, they, yeah. You know, they were told they could never do it. I think it's a great thing for young people, too, especially if you're a Packer fan. It's awesome. It's like because you can look at Brett Favre. You can look at the Packers as a whole organization. As You know, no, but Favre was always told he ain't never going to do anything, right? Mm-hmm. He had to pretty much walk on at Southern Miss. And it's like, well, then you're going to get drafted, but now you're ruining your NFL career. And he's like, screw it. Okay, let's just go out there and do it. And that was fun. Same with the Packers organization. Like, you can't bring in Reggie White. This is Green Bay. He's not gonna, you're not going to have him come to Green Bay. Yeah. But all of a sudden he does, you know. So it's funny how things work out. So mm-hmm. I love the saying that everybody brought up. It was definitely uh, popular because every, every player seemed to know the we'll ship you off to Green Bay if you keep on playing like that. No doubt. Yeah. Be a great I, compliment today. The uh, whole Lambeau Fieldery thing was amazing in 2000. I do remember a lot of that going on because mm. uh, the first cup we started going in 97, I think it was my 96 was my first game. And we went every year um, pretty much until like, oh, five, oh, six. Mm. Well, I was at Favre's last game, though. Mm. It was a thir- that Thursday night game against the Vikings. Did they win? That was awesome. Yeah. They won nine to seven. Wow. Um, it was a terrible game. It rained all week in Green Bay. We got down oh. there. It, it rained all day. Absolute all day. You know, it was a Thursday night game. And so they- we get down there about noon, porn still, right? Uh, we ended up, got tickets, go back to the car change. You know, it's November late November, if not December, early December, because it was the last home game of that year, I think. Mm-hmm. And uh, just rains all day. Yeah, it's field goals. You know, Longwell's our kicker at the time. He makes three field goals. We're about to uh, – so we it was 9-7. and seven. We were about to score and put the game away. And Bubba Franks catches a shovel pass on the one-yard line and fumbles the ball on the one-yard oh, line. Oh, God. And Minnesota takes over with like five minutes to go. It's like unbelievable. They're gonna lose. Unbelievable. Like they had it. They're in, Minnesota's gonna beat us ten to nine, right? It, yeah. Defense somehow came out and shut them down. That's almost as exciting as a Saints game a few years ago. Really bad that year. Mm. It was, because yeah, I don't know what our record was, but we did not. Because it, it wasn't a playoff year, and it's like we our defense was terrible. Yeah. Uh, Trying to think. I mean, I know our first year of Rogers is what oh six. We went six ten. So I just the the Super Bowl that they won and the parade. Like we went to the Blues parade and we thought that was something for like maybe two thousand people. Uh just what did they say a hundred thousand out there and then sixty thousand in the stands. Crazy. Yeah, I just think. I mean, you've been at Lambo now. I mean, think. You know what, 25 years ago, how it was like with a lot smaller and the stadium not redone yet. I mean, and people yeah. are everywhere now, so I think it's just so much open. Um, that, that was cool. And then to fill it in and be in the freezing cold like that. Imagine it, that today. We just... should have beat Denver, too, in, in 98. <laughs> they were heavily favored. They should have won that game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I can't imagine winning a Super Bowl that uh, now with Rodgers and having a a parade in Lambeau would be crazy. I would definitely go now. Oh yeah, for I, sure. Speaking about the Super Bowl, did you have much thought as what was four year old Dave thinking during Super Bowl Thirty One? Uh, who knows what I was saying? <laughs> trying, trying to stay up. 
but looking back at it, uh, you know, Favre and Reggie get all the credit. Desmond Howard was a stud that game. Not just a return touchdown, every return he had. You go back and look at his stats and highlights, he was unreal. I mean, he's Super Bowl MVP, but he took over the game. It was unbelievable. Yeah, so was he uh, – a lot of people like to say that he was – that's all he was – that's all he ever did, but did he ever – was he like that the whole season? Was he uh, kind of like a Tyler Irving guy just known for returning punts? I mean, I think he was a little bit a bigger of a name, but never mm-hmm. – uh, but I think special teams were a lot different back then too, right? Mm-hmm. You know, they yeah. were a bigger part. You know, the kickoffs, they kicked off from what, you know, the 30 or 40. So every time there was usually a return. Um, so it was a lot bigger back then too than your special teams. Now yeah. it's like, hell, oh, you can throw Joe back there and you know, figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> if you're a couple. You said yesterday that you would take, you'd still take Favre over Rodgers. Might be a stupid question, but do you think the 90s Packers is the best Packers ever? Oh, uh, by far, 100%. I don't think the 2010 team comes close to 96-16. I mean, you could say, I guess, you had Clay Matthews, Charles, and B.J. Raji, but but you had Reggie White. And then Favre is just – Rodgers is definitely more accurate, but – and, I mean, in today's game. But, I mean, even Favre, Favre was just – he was farveless. You know, I mean, it was amazing. He just – he made things happen. He was special. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A lot of people forget, you know, Brett, the thing with Favre is when, I mean, really until his last two years because he was hurt so damn much in his career, but he was fast. He was a scrambling quarterback. I mean, that throw, that clip they showed of him on the run, I mean, that was Brett Favre, you know, um, that he always threw on the run, just like Aaron. Mm-hmm. Uh, but late in his career, you know, people forget that Favre was a fast guy like that and run. Uh, Favre was always on the run, and that, I think, is what made him so special. He made things happen. And those shovel passes. Yeah, I, I think they showed one of those. He did clips. that shit all the time. Yeah, they showed, like, just behind bullshit behind Josh Allen, like, you know. And, and <laughs> yeah, Favre oh my, used to do that oh, shit yeah. all the time, and it always worked out. You know, he'd always find something. The, the Randy the Plumber clip's great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So wait, yeah, we have that free advertising, Randy the Plumber. Check him out. Take yeah, he, he needs to sponsor us. Yeah, exactly. Nagler brought up on the Patreon, I think it was, how their try their goal might be to not have Jordan Love be another Hall of Fame quarterback. Which let's hope. Um, well, we can hope that he's going to be a Hall of Famer. But is do you guys think it's possible to build build a a Super Bowl winning team with a good run game? Yeah, just with a good running game, maybe one running back. Could they do that with Aaron Jones today as far as uh, contracts go? Well, I, I, yeah, I think it has to be possible, right? That's the way the NFL is trending, you know. Mm-hmm. You need a solid quarterback, but you got to have – I mean, good defense is still always going to win championships, you know. And we've seen that with our defenses with Capers. And, God, hopefully Penning can figure it out. But, good Lord, the last couple of years it's like uh, you need those key stops. But, yeah, I mean, I don't think – I think I, they know they're not going to have another Favre Rogers, and Love is going to be that. But mm-hmm. if he can be somewhat competitive and run an offense and make the necessary plays, you can win a lot of games each year. Yeah. What do you think, Big B? Do you think you could uh, you could start a Super Bowl winning team and just some, anything like the Rogers Packers with a good, just single handedly a good run game? I mean, I would think so. It's, but 
the salary cap is an issue still. You always have to think about that. Mm-hmm. And um, you have Aaron Jones. Um, you just really need a solid defense, solid quarterback to um, have a good team. Yeah, my biggest concern, you would need a, a good running back eye. Running back is very rare to make it past 30 and still be any sign of what you were in your 20s. You got to have someone that can always be looking for the next the next Aaron Jones. Yeah, for sure. I don't think, you know, you say can the Packers build around Aaron Jones. I think they're going to need a new running back. I think Jones time, you know, Jones, even if he signed, they extend him. I think it's going to be more, both sides agree, a more of a two to three year deal rather than a four to six year deal. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be more the two year time frame. So, and then after that, I mean, hell, even after this year, I think you're on bonus time with Aaron Jones. Running backs usually only have, I mean, even AP, what? He had six good years and then instead of, you know, um, four. But, I mean, yeah, you're lucky to get four or five solid years and then you're about done. But yeah. who knows? Maybe it's A.J. Dillon show, right? Let's hope. Definitely with Bakhtari and Lindsley this year, what do you think it could be a surprise if Bakhtari didn't want to sign again? Oh, uh, well, I, no, I think he'll stay. He knows the system so well. And, I mean, he's going to – They'll pay him. He's comfortable. I don't see him leaving. I think he. I think he's the next. He'll be like a Chad Clifton if that name rings a bell to you. Uh, old school, but Chad Clifton was even on the Super Bowl team in 2010 when I think he was drafted in like 95, 96, Whoa. 96 or seven year. He played like 13 years. So um, I think Batiar will finish his career there, and I think that'll be it on the line. Our current line. You got Elton Jenkins. Who's oh. And then I think I don't think they'll re-sign Lindsey because I don't yeah. think that's funny, and he's going to be thirty. We'll see what happens with the rookies at right guard and right tackle. I mean Wagner Wagner's a placeholder. I, you know, yeah, Wagner's going to be there in the next six years. I'm really excited for John Runyon, just especially uh, his versatility. We'll see. I mean, he's getting a lot of talk, right? It's yeah. weird being such a late pick. Everybody acts like he's going to be the next Elton Jenkins to step in. I mean. Hopefully, I mean, yeah, hopefully so, but there's a long way to go. Like Nagley, nobody knows. We'll see. Yeah. Nobody a lot knows. Of <laughs> yeah. A lot of and that we can repeat that. You look at the 49ers, they had, well, Mark will they had Montana and then Steve Young. Young was, he didn't have his full career. It's kind of like Aaron Rodgers. He sat longer, though. It took him so long for half of, from 2000 to 2015, they were really nowhere near the playoffs, except that one year they made the Super Bowl with Harbaugh. Yeah, except when they kick our ass every time with Kevin, Nick. <laughs> yeah. And run all over us. Yeah, those are those were a tough time, like in 13 and 16 or so. That was, that yeah, was well, going 15 and 1 and then <laughs> losing the divisional. Yeah, you were 13 and 0 and lost to the Chiefs right in Kansas City, Romeo Cornell. Yeah, the thirteen and one, and won the last two. So, I know you guys talked about the Jordan Love pick mm-hmm. on the first podcast, but I, I kind of think I think the ball's Aaron. You know, Rodgers comes out and says that you know now he can't control things. I think he totally controls things still. Mm. Well, yeah, I think if um, I just really depend, I can't see them. Do you think if they don't see Love? He's a free agent. They have that fifth-year option, but Rodgers is still playing better well after his contract. Do they, do they not re-sign Love? Uh, I totally think so. 
I totally think I'll, I'll book it down right here. I think Aaron Rodgers signs in a, a contract extension with the Packers and finishes his career if he does not get hurt again. I mean, he's one mm-hmm. collarbone away from having his career over. If he breaks his collarbone again, it's over. Mm-hmm. Um, but if he's – how can you not if you're the Packers? I don't care if he's 40. If he's playing like Brady at 40 and still can run the offense, why would you move on from him? Yeah. I think they would extend him and say, well, it's a, it's a good problem to have. Maybe we can deal love. Or, you know, let's sign Love to an extension and sit three more years, which I don't – that does not how it works in these days. Mm-hmm. Love's going to want to play. Um, I think Garen totally control. If he balls out, like Aaron said, it's going to be a tough decision for the Packers to make, and I don't see how they could move on. And Jordan Love has to develop. Yeah. He's not developing into an Aaron Rodgers. I think that makes the decision even more easy for the Packers to extend Rodgers and not Love. Yeah, I think if you're sitting there and you got love and a team is offering a second-round draft pick for him and they're still playing like he is now at 40 years old, you got to trade him and draft another one in one or two years. Sure, but the cool thing is nobody knows. I mean, you know, you got to look at the history and you can look at the history of Ron Wolf taking Favre. I mean, when that mm-hmm. happened, everybody's like, what the hell is this, right? So it could be the same thing with, you know, nobody knows what's going to happen. Um, so Love could be the next guy, and doesn't, and he doesn't have to be Aaron Rodgers. Um, and it's fun because everybody said after Favre, oh, you'll never find another Brett Favre. There's no way Aaron Rodgers is ever going to make a career out of playing, you know, he's not, nobody's going to replace Brett Favre. Yeah. Well, a lot of people argue, at least stats-wise, Rodgers is a, a lot better than Brett via mm-hmm. stats, you know. But Yeah, everybody – you'll always have that favoritism of Favre, and there's no way – we grew up with Rodgers, so it's going to be hard to let go of that. Yeah, it's a different game. I mean, but I, Brett was unreal, the plays he made. But then, you know, you look at clips of Aaron, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, we forget. We're so living the moment. We forget that. I mean, even watching the 2010 Super Bowl again, it doesn't seem that long ago. And then you look, yeah. it's like, man, everybody looks so young. And the throws yes. that Aaron was making to George, unreal. And yeah, he had I, I even look back at the Raiders game this year where you had six touchdowns. And I'm looking at I cannot remember that at all. This looks so different. Well, yeah, had- I think Aaron's going to ball out this year. Let's hope. I think uh, we've had a lot of bold takes on this podcast so far at Green Bay today. He said, um, I can't even imagine Packers social media if they traded up for Jordan Love two days before the draft. That's what he said. So (laughs) other than that, uh, thanks for watching. And we'll see you in the next episode of the Acme Packers podcast. Carry the G. Carry the G. Thanks for joining us, Dave. Anytime. Peace.